This episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Hello and welcome to Were You Not Entertained. I'm Daniel. I'm Rachel. And I'm James. And we're going to be continuing our Oscars Best Picture nominee coverage uh, for 2022, which is happening in 2023. That's how it works. It's always confusing to me the first time we go through it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, Anyway, but we're going to be talking about uh, Triangle of Sadness, which is um, an interesting terminology for like your your brow is essentially yeah i think it's like your your brow to your nose or something like that yeah 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 i had never uh, come across that before yeah it's that little wrinkle you get between your eyebrows that's Mm. triangle of sadness you got to keep that relaxed ah no furrow brows allowed well, unless intentionally asked for, right? Because that was the joke about it's an expensive brand, it's a cheap brand. It's an expensive brand, it's a cheap brand. Yeah, yeah. Very true. Yeah, so uh, thoughts on... <laughs> I feel like silence really speaks here. This one was nominated for three Oscars, Best Picture being one of them. And... um. For me personally, this was not a great time. It had moments that were okay, but overall, I didn't really care for this movie. Yeah, I I didn't hate it. Um, and there were there were times where I was you know laughing out loud and having enjoying the scenes, and I think the acting was done really well. And I get the tone that the movie sets because of the subject matter, but at the same time, it was kind of boring to me. Um, It feels like this film, and I guess everybody else finds the concepts of class struggle that it was going through was like really novel, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'm just old now and everything seems like they're covering topics that... Yeah, well, I mean, uh, the people that are nominating these movies are older than we are. Right. <laughs> so it's like, it. I don't know. I guess it touches on something that they want to be in the foreground. It's All this stuff has become much more political than it used to be. Yeah, but, a movie like this is always going to sort of be in that Oscars wheelhouse. Yeah. Right, because it is incredibly political- And to me, the bigger issue I had with this is it felt preachy in a very direct kind of telling me 
what I should think way rather than using themes or other sort of movie things to illustrate it for me. It just blatantly said it to me repeatedly. I didn't even, that's one of the things that I had an issue with is I didn't even know if it felt like it was telling me what I should feel. I, it almost seemed like, Hey, look at how screwed up it is on all levels and didn't posit any kind of like answers. It just asked a bunch of questions and was like pretty screwed up. Right. Uh, yeah, I, there's so many, <laughs> there's so many things with this movie that are, I think, I think that you're right. They do show it from both sides as well, though, which also kind of it seems like it undermines the original theme of the movie once they get stranded on the island. And I guess I'll go ahead and say spoiler alert in case y'all didn't know that they get stranded on an island after some weird. And I, I also get that this is supposed to be partial comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the circumstances that come up, I'm like, really, this is, this is how we're going to do it. All right. Nah, whatever. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be satire, but also if you're sailing in waters that, you know, there's pirate activity, they would have security or they additional, did. no, I mean, additional but- support boats or other things with them to keep an eye out. It wouldn't have just basically been the captain who's supposed to be paying attention. No, I mean, they actually had armed guards on deck. Yes. And that's what they would have done. It's not a shipping vessel. It's a, it's a luxury cruise, essentially. Um, yeah, but like all those guys just disappeared when, <laughs> once the pirates came. Well, yeah, and these people, at least from what I could glean, the bulk of these people are like billionaire level people. And so the idea that they wouldn't have any other sort of security, if you and sort like of five, di- five guys, with machine guns. Right. Yeah. Pirates don't just sort of like randomly appear. But yeah, so I just, I felt that this movie had a lot of issues. I didn't get so much of the every levels messed up. I felt that it sort of more continually showed you how demeaning people in positions of power or people with money are. And I I don't disagree with the message. It just, it was shoved in your face in such a sort of rude, unappealing way that I think it's hard to reach an audience. I mean, what is the answer? It's posing that like, Oh, there's no answer. We should be hard <laughs> communist and make everyone as, as equal as possible so that there's nobody with money or power. Like, I, I don't I don't understand what it's trying to tell me. And well, that's probably because I'm dumb. <laughs> but it also might be that it felt like it didn't have something it was actually trying to tell me. I felt more that the bit at the end when they're on the island is to show you that just because you have money doesn't mean you have uh, life skills. Or yeah. Well, yeah. Survival so, skills, which. Well, it's essentially telling you that people with money are useless. And that's like, that's, 
That's what it's trying to say. Yeah. Now, here's But then the, also, when you give the power to somebody else, they abuse it just like the people previously in power did. Well, right. But here's the other side of that. Money does not give you power by itself. Money gives you influence. Your influence can give you power. Right. Um, but uh, the currency itself, you know, when you're not stranded on an island, uh, is not... Uh, that doesn't mean that you have the power over anyone and everyone you come across. That's not how it works. Uh, but the currency when you are stranded on an island is survival skills. Mm-hmm. And that does give you power. That currency gives you power over everyone around you if you're the only one that knows how to do anything. Right. Uh, and also kind of goes to show you how that can be like easily abused and manipulated it very much turned into a um, Lord of the Flies <laughs> there at the end. Um, oh, Abigail. Yeah. I don't have a problem with this movie as far as like um, what it's trying to convey in certain instances. I've got a problem with what this movie is trying to convey as a whole. Yeah. Like the overarching, uh, it, it, it's nonsensical, <laughs> uh, to me. Uh, I think that one of the problems with the premise on the Island is that these people, like these people that they, that survived, it didn't say any of them inherited their money. Right. They all had their own businesses. And with that comes struggle. Like a business doesn't just succeed just because it exists. Uh, So these people are going to have life skills other than, uh, you know, bartering their wealth in order to um, survive. Right. Which is all they showed them doing essentially at that point was. Oh, I've got to watch. Will you let me sleep here? Um, and that the people without money is, you know, you're going to become my my slaves, essentially. Uh, it just, <laughs> I don't know. It's laughable to me. And the movie was fine, but I, I kind of hated it. Yeah, yeah I think that it, it was beautifully shot. I love the cinematography and I think the acting was incredible, especially uh, Vicky Berlin as Paula. I loved her to death. I thought she was hilarious the whole time. Just how in- insanely uptight she was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it, there were a lot of great things about it and I feel like it fits right into that best picture nomination. But uh, since we either have to bring up the Meg or Roma every episode, um, this is an example of how I think Roma was able to bring in some of those, you know, social struggle conversations in a more adult way. Um, they didn't really give us answers in Roma, but when you present it more uh, nuanced, 
you don't necessarily need to give answers, but if you're going to be so blatantly satirical, like I feel like there should be at least some kind of, well, like, what do you, okay, it sucks. What do you want me to do about it? Roma was much more palatable in, in the social commentary that it had. Yeah. Uh, the movie was boring as hell. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no one in this movie was really likable. Right. Uh, no matter what you looked at, you know, every single person in this movie at some point or another was just an awful person. There, there was always some crux that turned you against them. And on top of that, it, it like we were talking about, it doesn't offer any answers or suggestions. And if it's satire, it certainly wasn't funny enough. It, it didn't have enough of that side of it. And if it's just a social commentary, it, you've lost the point or you've lost everyone's interest because there's no appreciation for any of these people or any of these walks of life. Because right you can't identify or you can't sympathize with anything or anyone in this film. Well, yeah. I mean, essentially they talk to you about communism, Marxism and capitalism, and then showed you how they're all horrible. (laughs) And also, which is like, okay, great. Yeah. (laughs) Also played a nice soundtrack by an anarchist band. But so yeah, like what's yeah. the <laughs> message here? I know, man. Like whatever. Yeah. You're telling me that. that the Russian guy who went through the fall of the USSR wouldn't be adaptable and wouldn't be like teach me how to thrive so that I can own this tiny island. Yeah. Well, I'm also also baffled by like have none of you even watched any movie at all that has anybody surviving on an island cuz like even the most even if it's a comedy or a rom-com even the even the mo- most basic movies can kind of at least give you a little clue on how to survive on an island and it's not just sit here and hope nothing happens to you yeah why <laughs> or, did no one try to make shelter they didn't make shelter they didn't no one even tried to start a fire at first which is like that's the first thing that needs to happen number 1 you need shelter and fire mhm or try to learn how to fish or fresh water. Find fresh fresh water. water or they didn't explore it all, which is, you know, <laughs> right. another exactly. thing. Like the fresh water part is like finding fresh water almost always requires you to explore the location that you're at. Anywhere. Washing up saying, on a beach, then hell yeah. Well, I don't, you know, it doesn't even really matter where you're at. You could be lost in the middle of the woods. Yeah, You need to mark territory so you can find your way back, and then you need to explore so that you can find things to help you survive, like fresh water. Like, it's that's super important. Um, but none of these people had any skills at all. Like With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You haven't even heard of a store? Like, you didn't read a book in... 
in elementary school? Like nothing at all. Okay. Oh, or even explore so you can find stuff that washes up from the boat. You might find something that can start a fire. You might find extra layers of clothes. You might find a tarp that you could make a makeshift tent out of. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, and you're telling me that the, the shit farmer doesn't know how to start a fire? Right. Like, really? Yeah. You have chickens and pigs, and never once in that time in in Russia or around Russia did you ever need to start a fire because it was always warm there? Well, yeah, especially <laughs> growing up there as a kid. Well, that is, that's getting a little but, picky. I get like I get that. Yeah. Well, I mean. Also, <laughs> that Abigail never made any attempt to teach these people any way to help out or pitch in. Oh, no. Yeah, she wanted to And also, <laughs> like, it, th- that was another part of the social commentary that I thought was funny, is like, okay, so Abigail, whose job it is to, is to clean the toilets or... Yeah, the toilet the, manager? The is toilet, that manager. toilet manager. How did yeah. she gain all these life skills, like making a fire and shelter and... Fishing with her bare hands, which fishing is Fishing like, with her wow. bare hands. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like... It, it, it's not like somebody who is a, a toilet manager, I'm assuming, has just as copious amounts of time to go learn these skills. And so, like, she probably had a complex life. Why didn't any of the other characters be given that? Right. Well, and they also um, make it almost seem as though she grew up poor, therefore she knows survival skills, and allegedly everyone else must have grown up rich. But none of yeah. that's ever spoken or the pointed out or... Of- being poor. Yeah. Well, and you're also telling me that like Carl never did any camping as a kid or none of these people. That guy was have, a boy scout. He had have ever camped right. or done anything. <laughs> I can totally see that. 100%. He was a boy scout. He had to learn something. Dude knows how to tie a knot at least. I promise you. <laughs> no. Yeah. All he knows how to do is stand there. Not even that's walk, what he did most apparently. of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. Apparently his walk wasn't good enough to get him a gig. And <laughs> I mean, it was a pretty bad walk. It was but... a pretty bad walk. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, also it just there were so many issues and, and none of these characters. Had any depth whatsoever. They were all shallow. Yeah. I think the best the best characters to me were the captain, Woody Harrelson, and uh, Dimitri. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zatko Burnick, maybe? Burich. Burich? Okay. Like you guys well, go for that go. one. <laughs> Zlatko Burich? Yeah, okay. Um, like, they're, when they started drinking and having their their conversations and, and all that as everything descended into mayhem. Um, that like that at least kind of gives you insight into the characters, which is, I mean, even as much time as you spent with Yaya and Carl, Mm -hmm. you didn't even get that much insight into them. They are like, they're so it's such a superficial character. Um, for both of them, uh, you know, it, yeah, the first third of this movie is irritating just thinking about it. 
I do feel uh, like uh, what's her name, Charles B. Dean, Yaya. Oh, I think that she brought a lot to the character, and it was a really superficial character, but there there was hints of nuance based off of her performance. Yeah, sure. Um, she also tragically died after the movie was done. So, uh, oh, did she? Yeah, like. 35 or something pretty pretty young um it was a sudden illness and so well that's unfortunate yeah didn't know that it sucks because i was like wow she's pretty good in this but yeah no i don't think any of the i don't think like any of the acting was crappy or anything like that i mean it, it couldn't be um i think the story is crap <laughs> yeah yeah it's terrible because i of course hated avatar but those characters had more depth oh i know hey ouch that's <laughs> yeah, pretty cold i don't know they, if i'd go that far but they had some evolution to them i was about to say she's i think she's right honestly yeah those kids. There's more character building in Avatar. They grew up and they changed a little bit. None of these characters changed. And despite motivation to change, they stayed exactly who they were. Yeah. Which I find to be extremely unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Let's get into favorite scenes. Ooh, I'll go first. All right. Because I don't know if this will, this might be somebody else's, but uh, my favorite scene was absolutely the captain's dinner. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a good one. It was on my list. That was before I gave up hope that this movie <laughs> wasn't going to sur- resurrect itself as a satire and be biting and witty. And the captain's dinner was very very funny. I very Surprisingly. much enjoyed it. It was yeah. I don't enjoy puking scenes like that very much but that was very funny yeah and something about it felt so intentional by the captain who as you can sort of tell greatly dislikes these people despite this being (laughs) his job he seems to really really hate rich people and you know neither here nor there but it's like he planned this elaborate dinner that he hates to do and he planned it in a way in which everyone would be entirely miserable. <laughs> yeah. And then it does finish beautifully with he and our shit farmer. Dimitri. Just getting drunk and political quoting back and forth at each other. And it was that was very funny. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Nice. So that very was good. Fine. I'll go yeah. next because mine that segues perfectly into mine. Mine was the, was the, uh, over mic ranting between the captain and Dimitri. We've touched on it a little earlier, so I won't go <laughs> as much in depth. The ship is going but, down. <laughs> yeah. The ship is not going down. <laughs> God, it was so funny. Just that level of idiocracy on full display after such a rough night. Yeah. Um, it, that was the last part of the movie that I really kind of enjoyed the whole Island part. I was like, all right, well what's happening here? But I do want to say a small runner up was, uh, 
when the chef got the phone call for uh for the water slide mm-hmm. and it's like three seconds but he's just like uh-huh uh-huh all right all right you guys stop what you're doing you're gonna go down the water slide have yeah. fun <laughs> just the way that it was it was so matter of factly like this yeah. is not the sense. first time that's happened yeah he was he was like the food's gonna go bad mm-hmm. okay I did. I also enjoyed the over my granting, but maybe it was just me. It stopped being funny and became mean spirited whenever you see the husband trying to get his paralyzed wife into her wheelchair. Yeah, that felt bad. I was going to say that moment almost ruined it for me because she's just crying and screaming in terror and he can't like fully get her in the chair and everyone's so sick and. That part felt a little more icky than funny. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I didn't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> she survived on top of it. She, on top of it, she survived. Her husband didn't. So who she cares? She did survive. How? She's paralyzed. How did she swim through a storm? Anyways. She didn't swim through anything. She she's was in, in the, the raft. raft. Oh, yeah. she got in the raft at the beginning. Okay. Yeah, I guess he chucked her in there and then fell to his demise. I don't understand how that worked. I don't know how the people that survived ended up surviving. Yeah. Well, or why more people didn't survive. Right. Like how Dimitri survived, but the captain didn't. They all survived. The others are all at the luxury resort Island because they fucking explored the Island. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You only saw the morons who stayed on the beach where they landed. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, what you got, uh, Daniel? What was yours? Um, so we already touched on it with the uh, with the chef part that you were talking about, but my my favorite part was the water slide. Nice. Hey, look at that! We just segued right into each other. Yeah, we secrets. really did. <laughs> um, but it was the build up before that that it was, <laughs> you know, all of them in the like in their meeting, all the yacht crew in their meeting. Um, chanting about money uh, and how they say yes to everything for the money because they could get a big tip at the end. Mm-hmm. And then um, I don't remember her name. Uh, it's Dimitri's wife, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty was sure it, she's the wife. Or the was it the uh, whatever one of which whichever one of them was trying to get um, the yacht steward to... It was Vera, I think. ...to go swimming. And then turned into a, I have a better idea. Why don't you get in the hot tub? And then, oh, wait, we can all go down the slide. Yeah. Uh, I want the whole crew to go down the slide. Are you saying no? The the whole back and forth of the... Are you saying no? No. Yeah. Yes, no. You're saying no? No. Well, <laughs> just that back and forth. Uh, I thought it was amusing. It was very funny. Also uh, because, yes, I'm saying no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. But I don't... I'm like really terrified to upset you. So, I, Yeah, I'm not at all. <laughs> Job be damned. Right. Uh, 
but also my my second favorite to that whole uh, debacle was when the pirates came and chucked a chucked the grenade <laughs> on board. That was, that was this so one of yours? No. Yeah, you know <laughs> exactly what it is. Why don't you throw it back off the ship instead of holding it? <laughs> oh look! Yeah, yeah. I just felt yeah. I thought that was funny. That was an actual funny part. Yeah. Uh, not yeah. because the arms dealers got blown up. I don't care about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Whatever. You're an arms dealer. You know, people need people need explosives and mines and you live by the sword. You and, die by the sword. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the fact that it is your your grenade <laughs> that ends up in your lap and killing you is uh, it's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So those are mine. Nice. Uh, good choice. I think I we picked think all the good scenes in the movie. I, saying, I don't think we could pick anything better. Honestly. Yeah. Well, 15 minute sequence there. <laughs> yeah. Well, even the end of this thing was like, you obviously they don't want you to know what happened, <laughs> but I am curious why it is that Carl is running through the forest at the, or through the woods at the end. Right. Yeah, but this is an Oscar film, so it has to just end abruptly. Sure, I guess so. We can tell you what to think and what to feel, but we cannot tell you how this movie ends. <laughs> yes, she's going to to have the realization that she shouldn't be doing this and not actually kill the person that's not even looking at her, even though she just offered her a job as her assistant, which is like, okay, you just killed yourself. Good job. Might've been able to talk her out of it, but not with that. Yeah. You can scrub my toilets. (laughs) She might as well have said it. How good are you at getting lattes? Uh, All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for Triangle of Sadness. I hope it does. I think so. Getting pretty close. Only a few more Oscar movies left to go. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, then hopefully you enjoyed our coverage of it. If you did, then please go online and like and subscribe. But most importantly, join us next time on Were You Not Entertained? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.